I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. I am very happy that you're with us today. Lot to cover. I want to get right into it. I'm going to start out by talking about cholesterol, oxidized cholesterol, and your brain. Specifically, we'll talk about Alzheimer's, but all brain function. Then we're going to talk about if you try to eat your pain away, why people with chronic pain actually usually gain weight and what we can do about that. And then uh, chemicals that are just blowing up your immune system. Uh, so many people come to me with immune questions pretty much, I would say every day, probably every hour, uh, with questions about the immune system. And so there's new research out on certain chemicals and even pots and pans that can be adversely affecting your immune system. So that's what we're going to cover today. If you ever have questions, you can always send them to me through my website, drjoe.com. So if you go to drjoe.com, any health question, not just about you know what we're covering today, but you go to drjoe.com, a little bot pops up. It says, hi, I want to chat. Type in your question, put in your email address. Please spell your email address correctly. I had somebody uh, a couple weeks ago get very mad at me. You didn't answer my questions. You say you answer every question and just tore me a new one. And I said, uh, I looked back and they had given me the wrong email address. And I sent it and it bounced back. So I can't fix that. And also check your spam file. Because every now and then somebody thinks that they're going to bully me a little bit. I love, uh, is it uh, keyboard, keyboard courage? And uh, don't bully me, folks. I'm doing this all for free. So, and I said, check your spam file. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Blah, 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 on and on and on. So I answer every question. Joe and I are very good about answering every question. So drjoe.com, you can send your questions there. Let me get into this oxidized cholesterol. You probably never heard that word before and why it's way worse than just eating raw cholesterol. So significant body of evidence indicates oxidized cholesterol, and it's in a form called oxysterols, is one of the main triggers of Alzheimer's disease. Bam. How's that for an opening line? But that's not all. Cholesterol oxidation products, they're called COPS, cholesterol oxidation products, are associated with the initiation and progression of major chronic diseases, including heart disease, diabetes, and kidney failure. So once again, we'll put this in the Dr. Joe Was Right column way back when. Gave the advice 40 years ago, give up animal products. 40 years later, studies are coming out every day showing why I was right. So these cholesterol oxidation products are produced when animal products are heated. I've talked about this a while ago. When you heat something, you destroy enzymes, and enzymes are necessary for every function in your body. But now when you're heating it, the cholesterol is oxidizing. All forms of cooking can do this since you're getting maximum cholesterol oxidation uh, at only 300 degrees Fahrenheit. But some, ty some types of cooking may be worse than others. Yes. Microwaving chicken or beef appears to produce twice as much cholesterol oxidation as frying. If you look at bacon, raw bacon doesn't have any oxidized cholesterol. Don't eat raw bacon. But we did the studies and we found this out. Like all animal products, 
It has cholesterol, but it's not oxidized until you cook it. Grilling seems to be the safest way of eating meat right away, which is strange because I'll tell you why I don't I like that idea. But if you put leftovers in the refrigerator, reheat them, this, uh, even using the same method, uh, the oxidation, uh, oxidized cholesterol skyrockets. Now, if you grill meat, you produce polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. These are the things that smell when you grill the meat, the things that smell so good. But it also produces something called heterocyclic amines. Polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons and, and heterocyclic amines are both known carcinogens. So cooking the meat, again, oxidizes the cholesterol. The, the grilling of it produces these other chemicals that are known carcinogens. The meat itself is probably going to be loaded with steroids, chemicals, hormones, antibiotics, pesticides, herbicides. The cows and chickens are usually, if they're not organic, fed genetically modified foods. So there's a million reasons why I don't recommend you eat meat. But now we're looking at brain function and the cholesterol, the oxidized cholesterol that is linked now to Alzheimer's. So it's not just the heat. Levels of raw meats, the, all levels in raw meats of the oxidized cholesterol are usually low, but their concentrations tend to increase dramatically after exposure to something as simple as light. So you can't just crawl inside the pig and eat from the inside out. I don't think that would be pretty gross. Isn't meat always exposed to light? Yeah. But you could wrap it in a red film. And they did studies on this, and they wrapped the meat in red film. And it seemed to work better than the clear plastic. It, it blocks the light waves, and it delays the cholesterol oxidation. And the, the study they did it on, which is kind of weird, is on horse meat slices. Now, why they use horse meat slices, I have no idea. The problem is worse with sliced meats because there's more surface area. And then ground meat is actually substantially worse still. I'm not a big fan of ground meat because many times they'll, if there's one sick cow in this whole big vat of cows, they grind it all together and they spread out the sickness. Also, you create more what, what's called surface area. When you grind the meat, there's a lot of surface area. And that surface area allows oxidation, allows viruses, germs, bacteria, pathogens get into the meat. So just from a mechanical standpoint, the ground meat is less healthy. The problem is when you slice the meat, you grind it up, you expose it to all these toxic chemicals, and then now light is oxidizing the cholesterol. But the question I had about this study was, all right, he, light's going to oxidize the cholesterol. As soon as you cook it, you got to oxidize the cholesterol. So it's really that important to wrap it in red film. It's probably important, more important not to do it, not to eat it is even better. So if you vacuum pack it, oxygen exposure alone uh, lowers, and that could be a, 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 a somewhat benefit to lowering the oxidized cholesterol. If you freeze it, another thing, it will oxidize the cholesterol. Cooking raw fish can boost cholesterol levels about, to about uh, 8 micrograms per gram. And if, if you freeze it, it can go up to 18. So anything you do to the meat is going to start to oxidize that cholesterol. So in terms of which meat is worse, chicken was twice as bad as beef, whether it was microwaved or fried. So people say, well, Dr. Joe, I don't eat. I love this one. I get this every day. Hey, Dr. Joe, I don't eat meat. I said, really? No animal products? Oh, no, I eat chicken. I said, I've never seen a chicken bush. I don't know. I've seen an eggplant. Get it? Ah, it's a joke. But people say chicken is not meat. Fish is not meat. Uh, pork is not meat. I don't know what they consider that. So white meat is more susceptible to cholesterol oxidation. Red meat 
has more saturated fat, but fish and chicken tend to build up more oxidized cholesterol. So chicken and roasted salmon, somebody asked a question about salmon, chicken and roasted salmon have shown to generate the greatest amount of cholesterol oxidation products than other types of meat. Surprisingly though, the highest increase in oxidation cholesterol in salmon was found when you steamed it, probably because it was exposed to heat for a longer period of time. So once again, it's heat plus time causing the damage. Cholesterol oxidation increased after, cooking, uh, uh, after all cooking procedures, but steaming increased by more than 1,000%. Another problem we have with oxidized cholesterol in animal products is that when the chickens are fed rancid fats, those rancid fats get into the body, into the chicken. And if you ultra-pasteurize milk, and that's using like half and half, the no refrigeration coffee creamers and stuff like that, boost oxidized cholesterol level by 50%. Eggs, egg powder, same thing. So if you stay away from eggs, uh, that can be a, a good thing, of course. I'm not a big fan of eggs, but when they make egg powder, so if they add eggs to like baking goods and stuff like that, that's even worse. So one thought came up, of course, why don't we just feed the animals antioxidants to reduce the oxidation? Uh, that seemed to work. But now you're feeding the animals cherries, sage, garlic to reduce the oxidation levels, but that's expensive. So once again, we don't know we're going to get Alzheimer's until we get Alzheimer's, and then we don't even know we have Alzheimer's. So we might want to consider taking care of our bodies now as opposed to waiting till later and saying, now I have a problem. As you get older, you have friends that are dying. You have friends that have chronic diseases. Maybe you have a chronic disease. I've had uh, someone die in my arms. I watched my best friend die of cancer. And very sad. So everyone I've ever known that are in their golden years or toward end of life, they all say the same thing. I wish I didn't do what I did. I wish I'd taken better care of myself. I wish that I didn't worry so much about saving money. I didn't want to take that supplement because it was expensive. I didn't want to go to that doctor because I couldn't afford it. At the end of life, you leave. People fight over your money, destroys families, uh, it ruins relationships, and you could have taken better care of yourself. So there's no better time than now to start taking care of yourself. Because there'll come a time, I promise, if it's not there already, there'll come a time where you'll say, wow, had I done this, I wouldn't be in the situation I'm in right now. So the way you get healthy, it's not hard. There's three things you have to have in order to obtain and maintain good health. That would be a normally functioning nervous system, a normally functioning digestive system, and good nutrition. If you make that your top priority, everything else in life is going to be easier relationships, businesses, families, uh, work, everything changes when you're healthy. So if you take better care of yourself, you're able to better take care of everything else and everyone else around you. So how do you know you have a nervous system issue? Well, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headaches, numbness, tingling, muscle weakness, that's obvious that there's something wrong with the nervous system. But 90% of your nerves don't feel pain. You can have a pinched nerve or a malfunctioning nerve and not know it. For example, you don't feel your blood pressure. It's controlled by nerves. You don't feel your colon, your spleen, your kidneys, your immune system. Controlled by nerves. So my concern with you is not only the nerves that feel pain, our team of doctors, we checked the 90% that don't feel pain. 
Because if we take you on as a patient, we don't want to get you out of pain. We want to get you well. And that's kind of my mantra. I don't want to get you out of pain. I want to get you well. Naturally, I want to get you well and keep you well. So if you have a health issue, come see us. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We would love to be your doctors. Let's check the nervous system. Let's look at your digestive system. Do you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation? These are warning signs. They're telling you something's wrong. Don't ignore them. And if you do, well, the problem's going to get worse. Like a fire alarm going off and you don't do anything about it. Well, the fire's going to keep burning if you ignore it. So if you have digestive issues, if you have pain, come see us. Let's see if there's something we can do. Many times, your stomach pushes up against your diaphragm. If the stomach is up against the diaphragm, you might have acid reflux or heartburn, chronic cough, sinus congestion. The acid can come all the way up into your sinuses and into your throat. Somebody I work with is retiring because he had esophageal cancer. The acid had gotten up from his stomach into his esophagus, and he had to have surgery, and now he's going to have to retire, unfortunately, and a great man. So take care of things now. If you want to come see us, you can make an appointment right online, drjoe.com, drjoe.com. Book it online. Call us. Uh, we're more than happy to book your appointment for you. For initial visits for most people, the exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment, going over the x-rays, and a complete nutrition evaluation, we charge $712. For our listeners and anyone they refer, we've reduced that to $299. I know that's crazy. The x-rays alone will cost you more than $299 anywhere else. So let's come in. Let's do an evaluation. Let's find out what's going on. If we find that we think we can help you, no promises. If we think we can help you, we're going to want to continue care right away. So we accept almost every insurance out there. We'll verify it for you. We'll do the filing for you. We accept Medicare, uh, Ambetter, uh, car accident cases. We want to be your doctors. We're going to make it as easy as possible to be your doctors. So make an appointment right now, drjoe.com. Stop suffering needlessly. I really hate to see people suffer. And one of the things that happens when people come to us, uh, the number one reason we see patients is pain, number two is digestive issues, is patients are in pain for a long period of time, they start to gain weight. They gain weight, and that makes their pain worse. So then it goes into a cycle. Recent study reveals the area of the brain involved in regulating feeding behavior is impacted when there is chronic presence of pain. The findings may explain why people with chronic pain experience weight gains. This is why my team of doctors and I are very good in most cases of getting people out of pain. People say, I want to lose weight. Well, we have to get your brain working because, again, it's the feeding centers of the brain that we have to deal with. Chronic pain activates them and makes you hungry. Scientists say that the neurons involved in communicating a person's motivation and pleasure are affected when someone experiences pain. So eating is a very pleasurable experience, should be. And so if that's being affected, you may eat abnormally. These findings reveal new psychological mechanisms linking chronic pain to a change in somebody's eating habits, and this change can lead to development of obesity. So in this study, they looked at the brain's response after eating foods high in sugar and fat. Participants ate gelatin dessert and pudding, with the researchers changing the amount of sugar, fat, and food texture to, for certain groups. They found no changes in eating behavior for, for, with participants who ate desserts high in sugar, so just sugar. They noticed a change in behavior for people who ate more desserts high in fat. 
So the fat was the thing that got these people. Participants with acute low back pain who later recovered, so short-term low back pain, did not enjoy their pudding as much as participants without pain. Okay, so initially, it kind of shut it down. But over time, participants who recovered from back pain were more likely to have impairments of getting signals to their brain saying they're full, signals your digestive system is getting from your stomach to your brain. And the participants with acute low back pain whose pain lasted more than one year, they're the ones that had the problems. Researchers observed that participants with chronic low back pain eventually had trouble limiting food high in fat and carbohydrates, such as ice cream and cookies. Additional brain scans confirmed that these groups developed issues with the signals that make them feel full. So if you're in pain for a long period of time, you have trouble uh, monitoring your food, and you start to crave those high-sugar, high-fat foods. So the brain, brain scans talked about the nucleus acubens, my favorite part of the brain. And that's involved in decision-making, reward behavior, and feeding was smaller in participants whose eating behavior was normal, uh, but those whose pain became chronic. So what that's saying is it affected the nucleus acubens, and the nucleus acubens is your pleasure center. And so if you're in chronic pain, you start to eat more to stimulate that pleasure center to try to make you feel good, is what bottom line of all that testing and research said. So if you're a chronic pain patient... I want you to consider something. I want you to consider trying to get to the cause of your pain and not just treating the symptoms. And that's what my team of doctors are really good at. Now, we can't fix everybody. Had a patient come in the other day. He was going to another chiropractor. He'd come in. He said, get his neck cracked, as he said, whenever he felt like it. So we took x-rays on him, and the x-rays were just terrible. And I said, you really need to get under regular treatment plans. He goes, nah, I just come in when I need to. All right. Can't change people. I can only tell them what they need. So he comes in, and he's holding his arm up, and his head is cocked to the side, shooting pain down his arm. I said, you need an MRI. You might have a ruptured disc. Nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. It just, just give me a few, a few adjustments. I'll be fine. So I adjusted him, and I said, you need an MRI. And he argued with me. I'm not going to get an MRI. I just need a few adjustments. That always fixed it in the past. So... I know what's going to happen with this guy. The pain is going to get substantially worse. He's going to eventually give in and go get an MRI. We're going to find a swollen disc, and then we're going to have to get some medical intervention. I know this. I wish I could say that I can cure this guy. This guy's too far gone. He should have kept his appointments like he was supposed to way back when. He should have maintained his health, and he didn't. He has a horrible diet, self-professed, self, uh, and he's got problems. So... Don't wait till you get to that point. I teach my doctors, don't be a taint-nothing doctor. Taint-nothing means, ah, I got headaches, but it taint-nothing. I don't like people that are taint-nothings because usually it leads to something a lot worse. So if you'd like to become a patient, let's get it fixed now. All right, before I wrap this thing up, chemicals found in 1,200 foods linked to immune system damage. Chemical preservatives, and two of them specifically, one is called TBHQ, and you'll see that listed on your ingredients. And the other one is polyfluoroalkyls, and these are called PFAs, have, I be, have been identified in more than 1,200 foods sold in the United States. So TBHQ, it's a preservative. It's in a lot of popular foods. If I listed the list here, I won't use brand names. I promise you, you probably have some in your pantry right now. These are called, and PFAs, these are uh, uh, chemicals. They're called forever chemicals. 
Forever chemicals, because they survive indefinitely, and often used to, and the PFAs are used to create non-stick lining in not only pots and pans, aluminum cans, pizza boxes, uh, popcorn bags, anything that is not going to be sticky. Now, if you remember years ago, if you ordered a pizza, and the pizza would stick to the sides of the pizza box sometimes, well, it doesn't happen as much anymore. Why? The pizza boxes are lined with PFAs. It's, uh, it's non-stick. Very dangerous to the immune system. Two chemicals found in popular food, uh, food uh, goods are linked to lower immune system functions in this new study. So in one statement, it's Dr. Olga, I'm going to say Nadinko. It's the Environmental Working Group's Vice President for Science Investigations, suggested that poor diets may contribute to the severity of the worldwide viral infection. We heard about this, right? Worldwide viral infection went on a while ago. And the pandemic was focused on public and scientific attention on environmental factors uh, that put impact on the immune system. So what they're saying is that now that we had this worldwide uh, pandemic, we're saying, what else can we do to keep the immune system strong? And a lot of scientists are crying out, hey, look at the environment. Look at the food you're exposing your body to. Look at the chemicals you're exposing your body to. Let's build a healthier society and not just treat the symptoms, but actually get to the cause. So there's thousands of different types of PFAs, 600 of them the uh, EPA has confirmed for use in manufacturing, and they have long-term health effects. The study's authors point out that animal studies are not always consistent with human studies, and they call for further research. But the problem is this. The findings, according to the Food and Drug Administrations, are not yet evidence enough to in, in, uh, enact stricter limitations. Instead, the FDA continues to allow companies to self-determine whether additives and preservatives used in their manufacturers are safe for long-term use. So we have the fox minding the hen house. So we have to say, okay, your your additive safe? We think so. All right, let us know if that changes. So this is another reason why I feel it's important that you get educated, that you understand the ramifications of what you're doing to your body every single day, the food you eat, the environment you're in, how you treat your physical body. I had an issue the other day. I, had a, I changed my air filter in my car. And the guy came out from the auto parts store, put the new air filter in, closed it up, walked away. I started my car. My engine light came on. There was a problem. I didn't know what it was. I went back to the auto parts store the next day, and he said, wasn't us. Wasn't us. I said, I didn't even tell you what it was yet. And when he put the air filter in, one of the hoses came loose, and it was affecting the airflow into my engine. So I went in there, I tightened the hose, I put it back in, and I reset my engine light, and it worked fine. I got to the cause of the problem. The engine light coming on was a warning sign. The engine light wasn't the problem. The engine light was telling me something's wrong. I looked under the hood. He denied doing anything. I saw what he did. I fixed it. Everything was fine. So I want you to think about that with your health. If you have symptoms, headaches, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, uh, nausea, vomiting, acid reflux, heartburn, diarrhea, constipation, erectile dysfunction, fungus, swelling. These are all symptoms. They're the engine light coming on. Something's wrong. So if you want to come see us, and let's do an evaluation. Let's try to get to the cause of your problem. You can go to our website, drjoe.com, drjoe.com, and you can book an appointment right online. We have four offices listed. Click on the office, book it right there, or call us, and we'll set you up a time to come in. 
The initial visit is normally $712. We've reduced that to $299. Uh, the x-rays alone on that first visit will cost you more than $299 anywhere else. So we're going to do a spinal evaluation, digestive evaluation, nutrition evaluation, supplement evaluation, and let's find out what's going to be best, in our opinion, for you to obtain and maintain good health. Follow us on social media at Dr. Joe Esposito. We post a lot of good information. We have a lot of free giveaways. If you're a podcast junkie, go to your podcast service and type in Dr. Joe for the health of it. Dr. Joe for the health of it. And if you're a nurse practitioner who would like to work with us, send us your resume. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, drjoe.com. Thanks for listening to For the Health of It. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB radio app.